0: Hey, this is Lucky from A Grim Podcast, A perilous Adventure. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, please visit ProfessionalCasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out Teespring.com slash store slash Professional Casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, Bearded BeardedDragonGames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome! It is your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavag. Wait! Did I roll a wild? And I am joined this week by the TO, uh, first-time TO, actually, uh, in 2023 Brain Watson. Brain, welcome. Thank you good to be here
1: and well yes this was, this was my first time ever toing everwinter 2023 that that has happened before
0: <laughs> so um if you did miss it uh we streamed everwinter 2023 uh over on the twitch all of the videos uh are over on the youtube as well uh seven rounds uh four rounds on the first day on saturday and then the top cut down to three uh mr Arthur Washburn IV uh, from the Pork Roll Protocol ended up taking the whole event with his Guardians of the Galaxy roster. But Brian, we got to see kind of a very unique spread of um of affiliations at this event and, and especially of rosters. Come some kind of unique cabal. Uh Phil ran a very cool uh Dark Dimension Hellfire Club and Winter Guard roster that also made it to the uh the top cuts. Um Just before we get super into it, um, Everwinter is a convention in December. This year was in Waltham, Massachusetts, right outside Boston, and took place from December 8th through December 11th. It was an absolute blast. It is one of the ones uh, that I highly recommend people go to, especially if you're in the Northeast. We have a really great community up here uh, with the gents from Pork Roll Protocol in Jersey, the Montreal Shark Tank, the Raven or the Midgard Ravens um, and a a number of others. But uh, Brian, before we get super into it, first thing we always ask, games played and hobby thoughts. Have you hobbied or game played this past week?
1: I have done nothing of the sort <laughs> for for a very good reason, um, but I do have a game to play tomorrow. Ooh! Um, and I think I will be getting Mister uh, Doc Ock, Scientist Supreme. If that's even a, the the Supreme Scientist, what have you? Right. One from the new starter set. Uh, I plan on having him done in time for that and kind of running some spider foes and uh and friends so that will that will be a good time
0: i got in a league game uh, we're doing a, a small timeline league and um i uh this past week was my criminal syndicate and spider foes roster and i ended up going with the new doc ock it was my first time playing him he's an absolute blast nice his his spender is stellar i think it's only three power it's like seven physical or something like that but Range three, but like poisons, stuns and bleeds or point. Yeah, I think, yeah, poison, stuns and bleeds, maybe shocks, too, or something along those lines. Um, if you do any damage. Um, so I was able to put all of those conditions on a very injured and do a bunch of damage to a Magneto and then just kind of ran away from him. And he was like, Ugh, can you uh, he was like trying to figure out ways to juggernaut bump himself, so he could day, so he could just get rid of all of those conditions. Right? Um, yep. It was it was pretty stellar, and it absolutely ended up losing that game. But listen, it wasn't because of Magneto. That's for sure.
1: True. It's very fair. Probably but, all the rest of the excellent Stellar Brotherhood roster.
0: Well, yeah, especially in timeline, it's kind of a really nice setup. You just listen. There's ten Brotherhood members. Just take them all. You're good. <laughs> you can kind of play two very different drastic ways, and uh, uh, yeah, you're in a pretty good spot. Brotherhood yeah. has great tactics cards too, so you don't really have to super spend uh, some of those restricted cards that you can only have in one roster for it as, as well.
1: Yeah, I'm looking to. I'm looking forward to kind of trying that out. Um, we might be doing that some as as a league uh for for Midgard early in the year but even still having it seeing it fully in the flesh at Adepticon will definitely be quite the sight. so I look forward to kind of getting people's reactions from it their thoughts and kind of the lead up to it and what they were thinking about but more importantly kind of after it's over kind of okay now that I experienced it what you know what is my perception of it now you know, now that the hot takes would be over, there's actual like games
0: playing things. Uh, speaking of too, this past week, Adepticon.org did in fact launch their event preview. So I believe it's July eighth. I think tickets go live for Adepticon twenty twenty four, or I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, January. The other
1: July eighth.
0: The other the oh, other no. J month, but not June. Uh, the other other J month. Uh, January 8th, I believe, is what tickets go live. And the event preview is out there now. A lot of neat things for both Shatterpoint and Marvel Crisis Protocol. Mm -hmm. A couple new formats Uh, for Shatterpoint. We're seeing frenemies where you have to take uh, each of your uh, squads and your strike force have to be from different, I'm assuming, tags Maybe okay. different, maybe different eras, but or maybe just one has to be. You know, they have to be different colors: blue, red, or or white. All of the uh, or gray for the like bounty hunters and stuff. I don't, the rules aren't out yet, or the the event packet. But my understanding is that they're working on them now. So you have frenemies, where you have to run kind of two very different squads. You have best buds, where you have to stay kind of in affiliation. That kind of seems like an MCP affiliation battle, and then gonk racing. High stakes, three miles an hour, gonk racing is one of the other events there. Um, Let me pull this up, actually, because the way that this was described was pretty stellar. Um, Heading over to Adepticon.org, info, event list. And then we will search for a little game called Shatterpoint. Boom, 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 boom. Where are you, gonky? If oh maybe you got it taken brings, down. Oh
1: it was it was too controversial.
0: It really was, obviously. Yeah, so that's I mean, no if, longer listed.
1: If if you didn't have to stay gonk while you moved your gonk droid, just throw out of the entire convention. Right. I mean for real, like, my- out of the hotel <laughs> with a boot. <laughs> So you know, like a cartoon.
0: My understanding as a whole was that Ron Gronkowski uh was a huge fan of Gonk Racing. So if you wanted to Gronk with a Gonk, you t- could at Adepticon 2024. Um so I do not see that one listed anymore. So that one will probably be back up at some point. Maybe that was more of a super secret spoiler, but
1: um yes, and now you super secret spoiled it again.
0: I did. Listen, we're not going to forget about Gonk racing mm-hmm. uh, on the MCP side. However, um, there was a couple super dope things as far as. The event uh, preview goes, uh, one of the huge ones for me was Mojo Ball and the Mojo Ball. Yeah. Bowl. Yes. So we do know a little bit more about Mojo Ball right now. So reading the um, the event kind of like description for this particular event. Uh, enter the Mojoverse and play out a different kind of fantasy football tournament with your favorite superheroes and villains. The event uses the Mojo Ball format and pits players in a tournament to determine who gets the coveted Mojo Ball trophy. A ticket back to their own universe. (laughs) The only way to get home is to win the Mojo Ball Bowl. (coughs) Mojo Ball Bowl. So actually, side note, what a great tie-in. For them, and there's there's a day where they do, um, like, pork bowls at, at the uh, at Adepticon at lunch, one of the vendors. Okay. Um, I mean, if they don't have a Mojo Bowl Bowl that you can get for lunch that day, I mean, they're really missing out.
1: Or a Mojo Bowl with the pork bowl in it that you can eat out of. Ooh, that would be that would be fun. Ooh,
0: yeah. Like some 3D printed like trophy that yeah. you eat the mojo bowl out of the mojo bowl ball yeah. The
1: mojo yeah, you, bowl could bowl. 3D, you could 3D print it and then line the bowl part with like food grade safe like resin. Mm. And then yeah, you'd be all set. You're ready to go.
0: So players bring a threat value of 18 without tactics cards. Um to the Mojo, Mojo Ball Bowl, uh, they will not choose affiliation or leadership abilities as normal. We recommend that you attend Mojo Ball training camp to learn the format before you play in the Mojo Ball Bowl. Players in the event will receive tickets to spend on the AMG prize wall. They will be awarded five tickets per round they play, plus one additional ticket per win. There will be several items on the prize wall for five tickets, such as promo cards and dice, top-end prizes, will be 100 to 200 plus tickets so i really like this the way adepticon is going to be set up this next year uh in 2024 is there's kind of going to be like morning events and evening events so you're going to be able to kind of like either have time to play in a different uh game type uh to see kind of the many things that are at adepticon to see painting classes events uh Kill Team has done laser tag a couple of years in a row. Like, There's a bunch of really dope stuff to do at Adepticon outside of competing in some of the events. But uh, MCP seems like it's going to be in a super dope spot. Uh, Not only will they have the OP uh, kit library, Challenger event will be happening Thursday and Friday. The team event will be happening Friday. Timeline event Saturday and Sunday. What if happening, I think, Thursday? It looks like affiliation battle looks like will be on Sunday. Um, the o- the Mojo Ball training camp will be on Saturday. Like, it's going to be absolutely packed. Um, timeline event kind of premiering here um, is going to be also kind of a super dope time. Uh, and I'm really happy to see that the Challenger event, the big, huge two-day singles event, will also be at a separate time as timeline so you can in fact compete in both i've seen a lot of stuff online about people being like well i don't know which one i'm going to want to do there are separate times you can just play both
1: yeah yeah definitely uh mark the time off so you can you can do them both if uh if you really really want to. so but it's great that they give people the option yeah so they don't feel like oh i can't do one if i'm doing the other so that's that's a nice concession
0: yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, so so, so sorry. I'm, I'm that that was kind of a whole aside. I'm, I'm super stoked for Adepticon this year, uh, Brian. I believe you're going to be there, T. Owen, right?
1: I will be there. Yeah, I will be. I will be part of the crew, part of the the Watchers on high. Um, I did talk about last year with some folks that I wanted like a like a lifeguard chair so that <laughs> I could sit and kind of see everything. So we still have a few months to try to figure out the logistics. We can 3D um,
0: print a lifeguard chair, right? That seems doable.
1: I don't want to test a lifeguard chair that was 3D printed. Huh. I know 3D printing has come a long way, but uh, I am a I am a nutritional overachiever, as it were, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to stress test
0: that. That's a great term. I like that a lot. Nutritional overachiever. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely stealing that. <laughs> But uh, to, to cycle back around, back to Everwinter, um, mm-hmm. so we there was a charity event on Friday. Granted, uh, we didn't yes. end up getting there in time, unfortunately, to be able to stream a bunch of it. But my understanding is that it went very well. Tell us a little bit, and granted, we talked a couple episodes ago about kind of the menu that was available for people to spend their tokens on. Um, how did the event go? Who played in it? And what were some of the more popular redemptions? <laughs>
1: So for for those that aren't aware, um, we ran a charity event raising money for the Toys for Tots organization, uh, kind of mainly out of Boston, but it kind of encompasses just the whole national program. Uh, basically, what would happen is for every dollar that you would donate, you would get a little token. Some might call them very cheap poker chips and what you would do is that you would use these tokens throughout your games played to kind of cheat in very creative uh ways so we kind of talked about uh some of them in the in the preview one before ever but by far the most popular cheat was the sus judge call Ooh. That was going on all over the place all the time for like everything. Uh it was bananas.
0: So what uh, was the sus judge call again?
1: So what that let you do is so some of the I should start I should start with this. So some of the cheats were just flat out pay tokens get an effect. Mm-hmm. Uh some of them were a bidding war between you and your opponent. Because you could want to cheat, and it could be so impactful that your opponent could try to stop you from doing so by outbidding you. So the soft stretch call would be, it would let you measure, you could claim that any distance between any two objects, whether it's a character or token or whatever, anything that you would measure is within range of whatever you say it is. Mm Mm-hmm. So like, you can interact with a token on a, on the other side of the board. Mm-hmm. Um, You could do all sorts of stuff. One thing I saw that was very, very interesting, it was actually used defensively. So somebody, I think Venom was trying to attack somebody that was in range 3, and his opponent went, I'm going to such- call that and say that you're not within range 3. Ooh. Yeah, so that was a little creative. I was like, all right, okay, that's pretty
0: good. Did anyone get to play on hammers and just turn one with a Hulk? Be like, oh, yeah, I'm in no. range. I can pick up this one. I'll, I'm also no, in range that, of this one. That re-
1: that really didn't happen. Um, it was a lot of sus, sus, uh, judge calling. There was a lot of totally not cloning banks um, <laughs> because I didn't put it in there that you can only do it once. Oh. So we had a game where i think it was supposed to be 17 threat but each player ended up with like 28 threat nice and it was just ridiculous um so we we didn't have we didn't have a ton of people because um we had a bunch of people driving in while yeah. it was happening so they kind of like arrived went to dinner so they really they really didn't kind of kind of show up until most of it was ended but i think i think there was about four games played nice uh we raised just shy of 400 dollars. hell yeah which is, so there were lots of crazy things going on um but the, one of the other things that i felt was very amusing is one of the games finished up early and, and one of the and andy murray mm-hmm. um Mr. Mysterio himself.
0: By the way, who um, made it into the finals? The finals match at yeah. are uh, in the singles event.
1: Yeah, um, and he had a, he had a bunch of tokens left over, and he's just kind of like, hmm. and he's looking through the cheat through the cheat menu. Goes, you know, Brian. Nothing says I have to use these in only my game. Like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very excellent point. <laughs> So there was a there was a cheat on there that's that was called like you know Norman's at it again yeah. where you could like blow up terrain. So he was just like walking by, just kind of looking over, doing doing kind of this. And he's like, and he would like throws some tokens at me. He goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna blow up that terrain right there." <laughs> so he was like <laughs> blowing up terrain
0: in other people's games. Oh, I love that! Um, just pure in, chaos incarnate.
1: Yeah, he was he was just walking around, just playing Kingmaker, and just being like, <laughs> "I want this to happen, I want this to happen." So it was, it was, uh, it was very, very fun to watch. Um, but I think the crowning achievement, the the spotlight of the entire event, was Ben versus Nate. Yeah, Ben had bought two hundred tokens. <sighs> Nate had bought like. I think 20 or 40, Mm -hmm. still a good amount, Mm -hmm. but still 200 tokens versus 40. (laughs) (laughs) The game took about three hours because of just all the shenanigans that they were doing. Yeah. But they were laughing so much and were having such a good time. Like tears were forming in Ben's eyes.
0: Normally, it's sweat is, that's forming in Ben's eyes. Yeah, no, it, it was coming the from but... the
1: tear ducts, so not his yeah. forehead. <laughs> um, but it, it it got to a point where Ben spent uh, about 190 tokens and almost didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> like it's still, it still, it came down to a point where um, Andy still had some tokens left, or was just kind of watching the game. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to help out Nate because <laughs> Nate was just like, "Please, dear God, someone make this end." He's like, "This is just terrible." But but Nate's dice were insanely hot, so it kept him in the game. So yeah. it was like, Nate's dice were keeping him in it, but Ben's tokens were keeping him in it. And there, and Ben at, at towards the end was just like, "Please let this end." Please, please just let this stop. And, you know, like, like there would be, you know, a bunch of successes and Andy starts spending tokens to like force a re rolling, force Ben to like re roll successes into failures. Like it was just,
0: you know, I love like that.
1: Blowing up terrain that was like hitting Ben's own guys and like it was just, it was madness. It was absolute madness. So I am this, I'm not. I'm not promising, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that I did. Everyone loved the format so much and had such a good time that I'm looking to, I'm workshopping a way to make it kind of a almost like an Everwinter staple. Yeah. For maybe Sunday. You know, when everyone's done playing, you know, sweats, yeah, and they just want to like relax and have fun on the last day until they leave and da, 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 da. But make the format where it doesn't necessarily need to be tied to a charity, where we could just have it every year regardless of what's going on.
0: Mm. Um like everyone that enters, like if it's not tied to a charity or to a donation, gets like everyone yep. gets fifty tokens or something along those lines. And- right.
1: Yep, and, and still I mean, I kind of have nicknamed it Marvel Capitalism Protocol. Um, there's also ideas of having, like, in-character sponsors. So you, like, pick one of four Ooh. money sponsors, and then whichever sponsor you take, you would get a smaller list of cheats based on that sponsor. Some of them would be universal. Some of them would be unique to that character. Yeah. Um, but they would all be, like, rich jerks. So it would just be, like, Tony Stark, Wilson Fisk, Osborne. Danny Rand. Yeah. Right, and like, Norman Osborn. What's and the, it what's would the be, other, like, those four.
0: What's the uh, other, like, like Dynaco style, like, um, I think it starts with an R. Roxanne. There you go. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, somebody somebody associated with Roxanne or something like that. But, like, you know, a third of them would be universal that everyone would have. But like two thirds of them would be unique for just that one sponsor because there was some like I gave, I put 20 out there. Yeah. I, and it was I think it was just kind of like information overload. And people were just like, this is, this is way. I, I think like nobody really thought about the terrain exploding thing until like towards the end of the event.
0: Yeah.
1: I then it was happening all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of where my brain's going. Um, I I like that a lot lot Uh, because we got a lot of time to sort it out.
0: People love factions, right? People love choosing, you know, uh, almost sub affiliation specifically for an event. Um, Some of the OP kits that they've done, like Cruel, or. um, Oh, the
1: uh, what was the even the Infinity War? Yeah. Yep. You know, even that was still was still great.
0: Renewal of vows. And um, what was the first year? The uh, Civil War as well. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, those 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 are an absolute blast. And which which uh, affiliation you go with, or which faction, or which like tree. Uh, I'm big World of Warcraft fan. I love picking mm-hmm. a tree and going down it and seeing what happens. So yeah, so yeah. so
1: that's that's kind of on my mind. But I got Ironwild that I got to worry about first, mm-hmm. and uh, and I got some plans for that as well. So
0: so Ironwild is going to be in June this next year, if I recall. Yes, sir. First, second. The first and second of June, nice. Yes, um, and that is usually uh, a team event, correct?
1: Yes, it uh, it will. It's a a three person team event. Um, but on the what? So, I don't want to commit to it just yet. But the idea that I'm having for Friday and Sunday are having more narrative events. Yeah, where players sign up. Uh playing only affiliated characters of either heroes or villains. Mm. And then each round, a hero and a villain would be paired up. And then depending on what happens, so, so what happens on Friday will give benefits to the people on Sunday.
0: Oh, I like so, that.
1: And and there'll be I'm almost theming the whole narrative around a giant brawl in Boston. Mm. So a lot of the crises and stuff will have very interesting names.
0: I can appreciate that
1: but we'll 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 see Uh, that's not official that's just maybe a little
0: teaser but that's uh that's that's another convention that we'll be at um streaming all of the mcp greatness so uh as far as 2024 goes it's going to be a pretty stacked first half of the year um yeah with lvo in january uh adepticon in march following that up with Iron Weld in June, ACO in June, Salt City GT in July, and probably more, obviously, Everwinter and stuff again, um, and who knows what else in between. But um, the first half of the year is heavy, heavy, heavy con time, and June will be a huge month. Not only is it my birthday, but it'll be Iron Weld and the Atlantic City Open.
1: Yeah, um, I'm just looking at it now. I think... I have two weekends off in June. That's, that's it. <laughs> Right? <laughs> so it's going to be ugh. madness, but it's what we do and it's why we do it. So
0: Absolutely. Um But yeah, so let's let's dive into some of the really cool stuff that happened to everyone um so we've gone over the the charity event for toys for tots. Um Wicked Dicey just in general uh, normally always runs a charity event um, at their events both iron weld and everwinter as well as the um what's the fall one the fall retreat
1: yes the warhammer retreats uh which i actually went to this past year it is a age of sigmar team event and it's out in a like a, a boy scout camp
0: love that so it's,
1: it's like out in the woods but it's it's entirely inclusive in your ticket price, um, so all the all your meals, your your rooms, and you stay in like bunk rooms. So you got like Dig you it. Got like bunk beds and stuff. It's it's great. It was a, it was a ton of fun. Um, I personally did not do very well, but that's totally fine. I kind of bought a bit of a meme list, um, but it was great. And the uh, the guys over at Midgard are already pointing on going again with uh with more more teams so
0: that's one i wouldn't hate to like learn aos in between now and then just to be able to go to that like because it sounds like an absolute blast hey
1: i'm the guy to talk to all right because i am forming i am forming the b team and we're gonna go hard <laughs> it's oh it's gonna be good i want guys full of uh full of spite and vinegar as it were
0: <laughs> but uh, cycling back to MCP, um, one of the things that we heavily, heavily appreciated about um, EverWinter this year was the sheer diversity of affiliations represented. So showing uh, looking over at the Longshanks, um, just to kind of run down this top to bottom quick, uh, there was six total affiliations unused. One of them is a little surprising to me, but no A-Force. Black Order, uh, Midnight Sun, Sentinels, Spider-Foes is the one that surprises me, and Unaffiliated. But from top to bottom, we had five. And uh, granted, uh, so this number will not equal 32. This was a 32-player event. Um... Because some affiliation or some players could go multiple affiliations. But we had five Web Warrior players, three Defenders, three Cabal, three Crime Syndicate, three Guardians, two Avengers, two Brotherhood, two X Force, two Hellfire, two X Men, two Wakanda, two Hydra. So just to throw that out there right from the start, uh, there's a bunch of ones here that I'm gonna go over as well. But five out of 32 players was the most popular uh, affiliation to go. Some of the most popular affiliations that we see, especially at events, capping out for the most part at three. Some of the big things right now: Crime Syndicate, Guardians, um, and Defenders, and Cabal. Three. In addition to all that, we had one Dark Dimension player, one Winter Guard player. They were the same person. One Asgard. One. What is this one? Convocation. There was a Convocation player. I didn't even realize that. One Inhumans. One Shield and one Weapon X. This is an awesome spread. And since the card update, and uh, after we've gotten a couple of these reveals, this is really good to see. This is an incredibly healthy uh, dearth of affiliations.
1: Yeah, I was, I was really surprised, um, you know, especially with, with the, that changeover, like the fact that there was a Inhumans player, there was only one shield player. Mm-hmm. I was like very, very surprised at how diverse that everything was. But I mean, it's, it's great to see. And it. it's, it's good to know that, that, you know, not, you can go to a competitive event and you don't have to worry about only playing against the same two or three things over and over and over. And over.
0: Correct. Um, and I think everyone really kind of like showed that in a very great way. Um Going into the finals as well, seeing, at least from my memory, uh, Hellfire Club slash Winter Guard slash Dark Dimension. Shout out to Phil. (laughs) Um, But um, Inhumans, uh, Hydra, Guardians, Web Warriors, Avengers, Brotherhood, like a lot of affiliations heavily represented in the top cut.
1: Yeah, yeah, the the top 8 had 10 affiliations if Hell you yeah. count if you count Dark Dimension and, and Hellfire Club. Like 10 affiliations available and none of them repeated. Yeah. Not a single one. And you know, if you're if you're kind of a, a stats junkie, I cuz I, I kind of looked this up. I did I did a, a took I took a look at the win percentages mm-hmm. of all the affiliations from December to now, or I'm sorry, September to now. So basically things like from the card update to now, the top 10 affiliations only made up 50% of the affiliations in the top cut. Yeah. So like it's, it was such, such good to see, especially where, you know, a guy taking a uh, dark dimension, winter guard, hellfire club. You know, as it, all that in one roster made it to the top eight, like, and that's and that's not to say like, oh yeah, there was only eight good players and and twenty four just, you know, kind of softball gimmies. That's not <laughs> right. the case at all. Um, so it was it was a, definitely a very competitive field. Um, a lot of upsets. I mean, your your guys' very first game, mm-hmm. I would I would consider a bit of a a bit of a major upset. Well,
0: yeah, kind of going off what you said earlier about the uh, the charity event. Nate's dice are hot. Nate GG of the Gamers Guild rolls straight fire. Um, yeah. And he, oh, did I was into, actually, he did it into Ben Wright, uh, Rev Wright, Matt. Oh, gotcha. In the finals.
1: I was No, I was actually thinking of something else. I thought for some reason, I thought that they were on stream. I forgot the, that it was Ben and Nate. Um, but we also have uh, grudge matches yes. where people can call out certain people, um, for round one of the event. If it's, you know, somebody you've never played before or, you know, Oh, we're both tied throughout our, you know, whole series. Let's, let's, you know, settle this for who's actually the best player. Um, but one of those games was the, this season, this past ACOs winner, Mm -hmm. Rob real. And, uh, he, he challenged the field. He was like, I'll take on any one of you. I don't care. And and who would step up to the plate? But one PAX Unplugged 2022 champion, Phil Turby, with the Avengers, came through, you know, kind of with the theme song, playing in the background.
0: (laughs) I mean, he was in Philly for PAX Unplugged, right? So, like, Eye of the Tiger was obviously still playing as he left. left. Exactly.
1: And it's just been with him for the for the past year. Um, but yeah, no, that was kind of one of those things that people were like, ooh, okay. Um, and even Phil was because, you know, he's part of my local local group. Yep. Even he was like, okay, how do I handle this? What do we do? Like like he was having practice games, just thinking of what Rob might be bringing Yeah. Um, because he was that kind of I would say he had that much of a healthy respect for for Rob's game and and that you know, an equal amount of fear, but
0: and, and up, rightfully so. Up, Rob, and get out. Rob Reale yeah. is an incredibly talented player. Um, yeah. and he don't pull no punches. No, he does mm-hmm. not. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he is, he is a person to defeat. I will say when we were checking in on the results of round one and I saw that, that Rob had, had lost to Phil, I was like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard, right? I really like both of those people a lot. Yeah. Rob is an incredibly fun person to play games with. And usually at a con, he has a whole bunch of board games and stuff. And it's usually an absolute blast. I, in my experience, always an absolute blast. Um, and Phil uh, Turby is also someone that I really like. Uh, and mm-hmm. I saw those two and I saw Phil one and I, just out of respect for Rob, I was like, How? Yeah, exactly. But you know, okay, hell yeah. I mean, there were a lot of upsets round one and round two. Like, yeah,
1: there was there was a there was a game in round, I think it was in round one. Um, I, I won't I won't put out their name because I because I think it's a, a sensitive subject for him. But like, he was up like thirteen to three mm-hmm. and ended up losing. Ooh. And was just like. And, you know, and everyone in his local metal is like, what happened? What happened? How did you lose this? Like, what's going on? Um, but so I know I know we don't have a ton of like podcasters and stuff over here. So a lot of our locals names and stuff don't really like get out into the into the MCB kind of like. But
0: that's that's why we're here. Well. You know what I mean? Like. Exactly. Por- so, people uh, at LVL, get ready. Pork roll protocols coming. Montreal Shark Tank yeah. is coming. You're gonna learn these names because yeah. they're coming, and you're going to lose to them.
1: Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 a good time. It's 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 almost kind of like a you know the competitive meta that no one no one knows about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of just kind of there doing its own thing.
0: Speaking of competitive meta that no one's heard of, Simon Jerry. Mm -hmm. Game two uh, that we had on stream running claw. You came up and you approached me and you're like, hey, Simon's running claw. Do you want that on stream? And I was like, hell yeah, I want that on stream. Um, We were floored, amazed at how he was using claw with criminal syndicate and to such effect. I think it was like researcher and demons or something along those lines. Oh, yeah perfect setup for him oh incredibly so but and using like, electra and the hand ninjas to constantly move claw mm-hmm. around he i think he moved claw probably 15 20 times during the the, the yeah, course of the I game and you can watch that game on youtube by the way right now he played up against um he oh phil phil, Dund- phil who with winter with Winterguard who also played an incredible game with winter guard Uh, At what some people might consider a meme list at first, because it's Dark Dimension, Hellfire Club and Winter Guard. But we've seen Phil do insanely well with Dark Dimension at Everwinter 2022. Those games are on the YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. An incredibly talented player. (laughs) Also just a funny, super great guy. I I remember uh, I think we were waiting to take a picture of the top eight on Sunday and uh phil wasn't there yet and at one point he walks and he's like out of my way out of my way top eight coming through and (laughs) uh dude's super funny i really like him a lot but but yeah i think that seeing that happen and watching that claw just move all around having electra something we didn't know was that a hand ninja can contest researcher because it's a it's an extract
1: it's an extract not a secure
0: So, to have a character like Claw that can constantly move around, and in the same round, have no one on Researcher, have Hand Ninjas die, moves Claw onto the Extract, has Electra go, moves up, attacks, teleports onto the Extract, then summons Hand Ninja to to go from zero to three, contesting a Researcher, just like that, in two activations, Stellar! Like yeah. really interesting, really cool. Love to see it.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 great. I I thought it was. I I mean to. It's it's one of those games that I mean to go back and and like watch thoroughly because I just heard about it. Yeah, um, I I was kind of more watching kind of the main floor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it was it was so good. It was so good.
0: Well, and uh, and and Phil's Winterguard being a, a really good counter to that the the getting rid of all sorts of um special conditions especially on demons right with the incinerate uh it, it, being able to ignore all of the pushes that simon's list did because there were a lot uh i'm curious to see when king t'challa comes out if simon's list ends up really like becoming critically offensive um because it was it was a heavy push list. Being able to go claw or King T'Challa or Mbaku or something along those lines could be absolutely stellar. I'm very excited to see how that list uh, develops kind of over time.
1: Yeah, that'll be good. And one of the one of the other things that I was really kind of happy about was how uh, diverse of a uh, of characters were yeah. were spread around as well um one thing i thought was really really interesting the the most taken character out of all 32 lists was black cat yeah even though that some folk might might be like oh you know she kind of got toned down a bit i don't know not not as not as great there's probably better extract stealers now but like she was still the most taken character Mm -hmm. um followed by beta ray bill which isn't much of a surprise correct um spider woman still just a great choice and tied with hulk who was you know by far the most taken character at lbo mm-hmm. the the very humble wong like those are the t- those were the top five characters really, taken.
0: yeah kind of equal I was player, right, right? Okay. you know what i mean wong yeah. and hulk at the same level
1: yep same level of effectiveness but so
0: i Outside of those top five, though Black Cat, Beta Ray, Spider Woman, Wong, and Hulk, the median comes up really quick. So, yeah. out of thirty-two right. teams uh, from the the fifth character down, uh, maximum seven, which is Luke Cage, right. also very one. popular. Yeah, a yeah, he
1: was the only he was the only seven.
0: But we see here, like just from Longshanks, seventy-eight different characters taken two or more times mm-hmm. that's a ton especially when you're looking at something like a timeline event like how many characters do you really need to have a very diverse field we had an incredibly diverse field and granted there were the one or fewer uh, i'm sure there was over there i'm sure there was over 100 models represented i'm sure there was a, a number of of characters that were only taken one time but well maybe not but at least close to it um but just a a great showing of a very healthy game uh, when you have that many characters um, being taken within kind of a a handful of uh, of rosters of one another.
1: Yeah, and and with that, you get a good amount of um, the... the, I mean, the team tactics cards were kind of a bit more of what you would expect.
0: Um, Yeah, a lot of restricted cards, right? A lot of braces, a lot um, of eyes.
1: Well, but Eyes on the Prize isn't restricted. So, okay. of the top five, I think there was only two that were restricted, which is uh, brace for impact and patch and up. Patch up, yeah, and that, that's it. So, the other three being eyes, mission objective, and fallback, which shouldn't surprise anybody at all. Um, I th- and then it went to like no matter the cost and exceptional healing at eleven and ten, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I added up the amount of X twenty threes and Logans and Wolverines. And it came up to that amount, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs>
0: so I was we, like, yep, I, that checks out. We got to remember, there's also uh, Lizard, an incredibly popular character. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite in the top 10, but really close to it. In fact, as as close as you could be to the top 10 and number 11. Um, but yeah, there are a number of characters uh, with, uh, fa- is it fast healing? Uh, healing factor. Healing yeah. factor. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we will only see kind of as time goes on, exceptional healing continue to kind of grow as we get more characters with with uh, healing factor or um, regeneration effects. But Recalibration Matrix was one that barely made it into the top 10. Heroes for Hire almost tied with it, which was surprising to me. Recalibration Matrix having some of the major, just massive plays out of tournament play in the last year. Uh, the Alex Botts. Um, Phil or uh, Pat Dunford game having a huge recalibration matrix uh, turn. Uh, And we saw one with uh, art in the finals an absolute like game turner uh, with the recalibration matrix.
1: Yeah. And and one of the other things that I thought was kind of interesting looking at it now, um, also making it in the top 10 was marked for death. Yeah. Which, you know, is generally kind of a, kind of used mainly as like a an anti-Web Warrior thing. Mm-hmm. Uh but where Web Warriors were the most played affiliation. Uh kind of I don't I don't know if people had kind of game plans for for their friends uh <laughs> who they thought right. they might have they might have uh, been in there but where you know a quarter of the field was taking marked for death mm-hmm. um I thought was kind of of an interesting little side effect.
0: Personally, I've always really loved Marked for Death. Um, there's a lot of great characters, right, that are longer, medium movers that that create a lot. They, you know, break the speed limit, I think, as AMG has put it, uh, as far as either disruptions or, um, you know, Beta Ray Bill being able to double move up and throw someone off the point. Uh, Marked for Death is a stellar card for a lot of things. It's, there's, there's kind of not a bad time or a bad affiliation to use it against. Uh, as we're seeing more defensive tech, as we're seeing cover, um, stealth be kind of abundant in the in the roster that I'm running uh, currently for uh, Criminal Syndicate and uh, Spider-Foes. I have a ton of stealth. Uh, new Bucky, great card, great character. Stealth, Mystique, stealth. There's a lot of great stuff out there that March for Death just kind of like says, nah, not today.
1: Yeah, and and the other great thing with it is, once you remove that stealth, the characters that they are attached to don't have great stats, right? Or defensively, because they're relying on that stealth to kind of keep them up. Mm-hmm. And if you get a good quality range four, range five character, yeah, um, it could, it could, it could turn around the momentum of a game really quickly. Correct. So, um, but yeah, so. We had what we had four rounds of that. I asked what, like I didn't know. Um <laughs> we had four rounds of that with Andy Murray, uh, who ended up with the finals, and uh Mike from Porporal Protocol, one of I think our only no, one of two Brotherhood players mm-hmm. uh both ended up making four-no. And uh yeah, it was it was great to see. We get defenders, Asgard. In humans with Alyssa making it into the top eight.
0: How, how great is that like with so and, and you know, say what you say what you will um about Cosmic Ghost Rider, but Alyssa wanted to keep it clean and pure, and mm-hmm. she runs in humans as in humans with A-force. So you can go either way. Um, refused to use Cosmic Ghost Rider and still made it into the top eight. Uh was awesome to see, absolutely awesome to see.
1: And what was funny about Cosmic Ghostwriter, because I know he's kind of the current boogeyman right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, out of 32 people, only three took him. Mm-hmm. And at the end of Saturday, of the, what was it, 12 games that were played, mm-hmm. those players, because I because I kind of looked up how their records were, they were a 50% win rate. Yeah. It was an exact even split of wins and losses throughout the day. Um, with you know, Arthur kind of helping prop up the the wins, right but it, but I think it's 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 definitely one of those things where the player makes, you know a, a character work, not a character doesn't just get put on a table and kind of go on autopilot and you just rack up wins. Yeah, that's that's not that's not really how this goes, which is which is really, really good to see. Uh, and I think it's kind of something for people to keep in mind. Yeah. That like, oh, if I'm playing against, you know, just to this, it's just an auto loss and blah, 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 or what have you.
0: I mean, very legitimately, and we saw ACL, right? Like one of the terrors was Malekith, Hulk, and uh, Red Skull. Mm-hmm. And uh, two Malekiths here, total. Yep, only two. Uh, only sure. one Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Yep. And it was mine. So,
1: <laughs> because we had a we had a an uneven amount initially. So I had a, had a buddy of mine who I was able to to scramble in the last second. He's like, I don't have a roster. I'm like, dude, I got one right over there. I'm mm-hmm. Like, Do you want to learn how to play defenders? He's like, I guess so. So he, he rocked it and did it. Um, so we have Ant-Man that was also in there as well. So
0: hell yeah. born Ant-Man, please. Um And uh, as far as crisis cards as well, um, everyone loves hammers. Everybody loves hammers. There's no one that doesn't. If you say you don't, you kind of still do. But the top two crisis cards that were taken were uh, scrolls and hammers. I think over the course of the weekend, out of the seven games we streamed, I'm pretty certain Spider Infected was on four of them. Just kept coming up for for whatever reason, um, and some of the other popular ones like Gamma, I think, only came up a single time. But uh, how many people did in fact have Spider infected? Only eight. five. No, only five players took it. Oh, Portal, Spider Portals, yes. Oh yeah, was five. Spider um, Infected was eight. No, I'm
1: showing some. Sure spider infected was rank eighth but only five people took it oh oh wait nope. hold on you're right i'm looking at a different set of stats gotcha don't mind me those were the stats that i before i fixed it to come up with the current better stats that we have now
0: gotcha 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 um but yeah, Gamma's still popular, but not at the top of the list. Um, Hammers, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult, I feel, to have that one come out of popularity. Everyone likes swinging more dice. It's fun. You know, how do you get Bullseye to, you know, have eight dice builders uh, or gainers? Uh, Hammers, obviously. Uh, Bucky was a very popular character coming up into the character reworks. Uh, New Bucky, also popular, coming out with Core Box 2. Bucky loves more dice.
1: Yeah, and especially where, you know, Eyes on the Prize was the second most taken tactics card. Mm -hmm. Part of the reasons why is because if you're on hammers, you can safely grab a hammer and still be in a safe location, not just standing there at the midline, praying that you don't get shot. Correct. So, um, I mean, those two kind of go hand in hand. It it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. And I don't think Hammers is going to be something that uh, is going to be going away anytime soon. Correct. Uh,
0: one thing I wanted to point out as far as kind of uniqueness was we saw kind of a different cabal roster from Andy Murray. Um, had kind of some of the stables right. You have your your Red Skull and and the, and uh, Winter Soldier operative. Um, but threw in some stuff that we personally weren't super used to seeing, which was Enchantress and Scourge, and using them to great effect by kind of being able to double down with both, um, to me, my Executioner, and having Brace for Impact, being able to kind of double down on what you're blocking as far as throws and stuff go. Um, We got to see him play that, I believe, uh, during the first day, during Saturday, and really using it to great effect played a great game uh enchantress is certainly one that we haven't seen a lot recently and scourge very much has not been something that we've seen recently but under this new red skull leadership uh it's really cool to see some of these other cabal members that maybe people forget are part of cabal um but coming out to great effect
1: yeah he uh he definitely took a lot of characters that were almost kind of like skipped Mm-hmm. <laughs> skip the attack phase. Yeah. so um, you have like, Ultron with the drones being able to just point for automatic damage. Um, Black Widow with her kind of little counter-strike thing being able to just do straight damage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All the movement effects combined with uh, Winter Soldier to being able to, to just blow stuff up. And, Mysterio yeah, being but,
0: able to tricks and traps. Right, Mysterio like, yeah.
1: and Mystique. So it was it was weird it was almost kind of like a weird like the the ghost of shane smith who won last year <laughs> yes. with spider foes in that kind of like trapping
0: a you know huge automatic trap
1: thing yeah right. that
0: was sinister traps green goblin exactly. rocket raccoon and cassandra nova
1: yeah Just being it was, like
0: oops all traps
1: right it was it was kind of like the ghost of Shane kind of like came in a little bit and was still <laughs> there. Um, it was funny is that after the, I don't know if you caught this, but after the, after the finals were over, when Arthur and Andy were kind of just chit chatting and it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe, maybe winter soldier in like a spider foes with green goblin list would be really, and I'm just like, Oh no. Mm-hmm. we're going to get a hybrid 20 you know 2024 is going to be 2022 and 2023
0: had a baby correct you're in the trap just, house
1: it, it's just it might just be completely insane so just who needs attack dice when you can just automatically just do damage
0: so that's a huge thing for me right like uh, th- the best thing i can do is not roll any dice myself so i'm a huge fan of it uh last night uh, on this most recent episode of, oh, yeah, the power phase, Dan and I replayed the finals. I played Andy Murray's list and Dan played Art Washburn's list. Um, Art was the one who won in the you know real version. But with that Cabal roster, I was able to to, to beat Cosmic Ghost Rider. And a big part of that was the guaranteed damage of Mystique. KOing a Beta Ray Bill, knowing that he's, listen, he's alive at one. I'm just going to blow up that sign. He can pay to reduce, but I'm still going to get him. Um, Same with kill box and tricks and traps, like a constant threat on the field, hoping for Ghost Rider to place and, you know, do his teleport within range of both. Because then I'm just going to I'm going to pop off and just punish someone for showing up to the fight.
1: So the only thing that I've that I've been thinking in the back of my head to kind of expand on this, maybe kind of my my twist on it, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: playing a brotherhood version of it. Where you have Magneto, you have Mystique, you have Pyro. It's kind of like the main main things. And you throw in Mysterio, kind of letting Mysterio do his things. Mm -hmm. And you put in a Bucky operative, the the soldier operative one. Yeah. And now you get to use Magneto's uh, metal constructs. It's kind of little bombs that Bucky gets to blow up. Oh, yeah. So... You're never going to run out of ammo for, for Bucky to do things. Or the power never gonna...
0: to be able to be doing them. Right. Exactly. With the Brotherhood affiliation. No, I like that quite a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, my opponent's not going to see
1: this to- before tomorrow anyways. But that might be something <laughs> that uh, that's kind of toying around with. So, I mean, it's a lot of threat. It's, what, 19? 1920 threat that list is yeah so it's probably not overly feasible but i wonder if something like that is kind of like a, a an idea might be might be doable so.
0: i like that quite a bit and i will say the uh the option to deception somebody into advancing and then triggering both kill box and tricks and traps is truly re- rewarding
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: um it's great now, granted, you can't kill boxes only off of place... Well, both of those, I believe, are only off of places and advances. So pushes don't particularly help there. But, you know, I, I'm not... I wouldn't be disappointed to see some blobs and some new uh, King T'Challa stuff working with uh, with similar effects.
1: Well, I think, I think what you could do... Well, see, this is where it gets really, really interesting. Because I think you can... If somebody advances or it gets pushed, Mysterio hits them with the tricks and traps. Oh, but that doesn't move them. That only moves Mysterio. Yeah, that doesn't work that way. There's so many of there; it's easy to get confused. Well, I'm mean, gonna need, need like a little flow chart for the first couple of months playing. It.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, uh, I think you know, and we saw this last year. Uh, the the meta here in the Northeast is very diverse, and I love it. Like I absolutely adore it because people are playing affiliations in very unique ways. They're running stuff that other people aren't, and you have people once again like Phil. Shout out to uh, Phil the Younger because I love the rosters he comes up with and plays efficiently and deadly. Um, that a lot of people might be like Dark Dimension. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. And then he like murders you from another dimension. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's stellar. I think uh, I think we have a very very solid group of players uh, especially with some of these pods right like we've talked about the 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 pork roll protocol the midgard ravens and the montreal shark tank i'm excited to see how this continues to develop um and a massive shout out to uh to the pork roll protocol for getting three of their members into the finals and end up taking the whole thing it was great to see noah we got to see him on stream twice playing asgard doing incredibly well an affiliation that was pretty much just a Really looked down upon as a whole. Yeah, exactly. And performing incredibly well with it. Once again, character updates, kind of breathing a whole ton of new life uh, into a lot of these affiliations and, char- and characters.
1: Yeah, and with our and with our three kind of like major little clubs that we have uh, that you mentioned, I actually ran the stats of everyone who played, or at least the top six people yeah. who played on Sunday. I will just say that Montreal may need a bit of a name change because I don't think that they are much of the Shark Tank as they as they were in days of yore. <laughs> the terror that they spread in twenty twenty two that ain't that they cut it anymore. So, um, Pork Roll went eleven and ten over twenty one games. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Shark Tank went thirteen and eleven. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. Now, Nick Menard, if he's watching this, will probably be freaking out saying, well, three of those were against my own teammates. I
0: don't want to hear. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a, that's valid, though. <laughs> <laughs> Way more and RNG.
1: You know what, what do you want me to do? Uh, because the uh, Midgard Ravens also went 13 and 11. Ooh. And they have plenty of mirror matches as well. So I don't want to hear. Nick, save your excuses for. Some of the time. So yeah, so it was it was very competitive uh amongst all of them. But yeah, the fact that like Jersey gets three of their folks in the top top eight. Mm-hmm. Midgard gets two of theirs in the top eight.
0: Montreal. Just one. Just one. And only one Nick. And they have like 17 Nicks.
1: I know. They have more than enough Nicks that the top eight should have just been, you know. Fighting for top
0: Nick. (laughs) So I really like the guys from the Montreal Shark Tank. Uh, Simon and Nick and Gabe um, uh, are the ones I I think I've interacted with the most. Uh, And they're always just a delight, especially afterwards, like going out to dinner with those guys or playing games uh, in the the lobby with uh, Pork Roll Protocol and uh, the Shark Tank is an absolute stellar experience. They're all very good people. Uh, And I really like that we have a number of groups that are very talented, skilled players that get a lot of reps in that are also just super fun to hang out with afterwards.
1: Yeah. I I think we're, we're really kind of, I mean, this is, this is just becoming a giant Northeast love fest, Mm -hmm. but there's a reason for it. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's just, it's so fun. And, And people just have a good, a good humor about it. There's no like true animosity like it's it's just it's just good stuff Mm -hmm.
0: but uh if you want to play against uh some of these pork roll protocolians or maybe some montreal shark tankians or potentially a midgar uh uh, ravenist uh there's a bunch of you don't
1: you don't want any of that so don't don't bother (laughs) there's
0: a number of great times to do that throughout the year iron weld in late May or June is a great place to do so, Uh, Everwinter in December, and the Salt City GT in July in Syracuse, New York. Uh, There is also kind of a a cabal or a um, Illuminati of tournament organizers that will be making sure that over the course of this next year that there will be regular LVO qualifiers and events um, at all of these great places in the Northeast, making sure that we're not running them on the same weekend, so that listen, you there's an event to go to at least once every month, um, and you don't have to choose which one you go to; you can just go to them all.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of kind of forming a little uh, watcher syndicate, as it were, right? And and just kind of making sure that all the tos are playing nice with each other,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and kind of spreading the love around, uh, which will which will be great. And I think it will be beneficial overall.
0: Yeah, same. So, same. Yeah.
1: And one quick thing, because I know we're, we're running a little late on time, but the prize support was insane this year. Uh, I think we probably had probably close to about $1,000 in prize support mm-hmm. that we gave out. Um, and most of it was just to random folks that played Um, the, we had actual medals that the top three for each day got. Mm -hmm. And like, that was it. Everything else was just random. Everybody, everybody could get it. Um, there was a like wooden spoon, whatever you want to call it. I like to, I like to think of it as the, for, for the love of the game award, Yes, you know the, the guy who played all their games, but like had the worst day. Mm-hmm. It was in the shape of a plushy dumpster fire, which was which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to give it up because it was so adorable. Um, which Will Castillo ended up winning, and we also had the okest player award, which is a medal given out to the person who does the most average. So in this case it was actually kind of an interesting story because we had two people who both came in 16th place. So we had two 15 places and we didn't know what to do. So I thought the only true way that it can be decided was through a game of rock, paper, scissors. And it was between Phil Turby and Matt Pettit. And unfortunately, Phil Turby must be so old (laughs) that he forgot the rules of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Because he won with rock, peat, scissors and walked away disgusted because he thought that he lost. So the crowd was yelling at him (laughs) that he won. Mm -hmm. And then he went, oh, yeah, that's how rock, paper, scissors works. And it was just like, you know. I like it, though. Like a pork roll guy do this. Like It it had to be (laughs) one of ours. Right, like it's just it a little bit of an embarrassment, but that's okay. All right, it's no. fine. We'll let it go.
0: Now I'm trying to find the name of the store. Uh, I know the I know the guy. Uh, he has a bunch of social media where he goes by King Steve. Uh, he's the owner of the game store that a lot of the Marvel Crisis Protocol prize support was through. My understanding is there was like $700 oh. worth of prize support for MCP via him? Yeah, from uh, Champion Gaming. That's right. In Champion Albany, Gaming. New York. Yeah. They did a ton, a
1: ton of prize support. Um, yeah, mostly in just like $50 gift cards. Yeah. So it, so it wasn't one of these situations where you know, oh, you're you're kind of looking at a prize table and you're like, I already have all of these characters, or I'm not interested in this sort of terrain, and you're just kind of picking which one you hate the least. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, if you're thinking of like, well, which buddy of mine doesn't have one of these things and I could sell it to them like that that didn't happen at all
0: and that was very nice to see there's not a lot of events that that have that opportunity uh to be able to do that so you can go over and you know uh i think maybe it was you or maybe uh king steve was telling me like people went over and immediately bought out all of his daredevil and bullseye yep like
1: yeah that was probably him that doesn't surprise me at all um because it because i think their places it's more of a distribution center yeah that's just like an actual store like it's like a like a full-on warehouse so a lot of the things that you know maybe local stuff couldn't be able to find we were able to get or he could he would be willing to to take those kind of gifts gift cards and right there you could just order it and he would work on getting it for you Mm -hmm. which I thought was great
0: um and that website for champion gaming is championcardcollector.com I'll make sure that that's in the show notes as well I've interacted with uh, with Steve, I, I believe he's the owner, at least the guy that runs it, um, a couple times. I met him at Adepticon the first year we were there. Um, uh, super dope dude. And uh, yeah, I would highly suggest if you're, if you're really looking for something or if you're in the Poughkeepsie or opening areas, I believe he has placed uh, um, stores in both areas.
1: Yeah, so um, the only other the only other little shout out that I would like to give is on Sunday, just in time for the for the finals mm-hmm. um my mother showed up
0: yeah which which a
1: lot of people might be like hey great you need to understand something uh this lady is in her 70s and she and she found the new england marvel crisis protocol facebook group probably because i posted in it <laughs> so then she joined the group and she has been liking and like hearting and commenting on like every single post that happens. And it's like, it's spiritually like we're all in the basement having a good time. And then she just like comes down with like a plate of like freshly baked cookies, just wanting to make sure that all the kids are having a good time. Like that's just kind of like how it feels. Uh, There's a picture that I haven't shared with you yet of her intently watching Yes. The Andy and Arthur game. Mm-hmm. Like trying to like figure out what's going
0: on. Like table side after- too. It was like yeah. awesome. It was awesome to see. Your mom's yeah. dope, by the way. Like absolutely adorable. Like
1: after half on Monday, she was like, So was that for LVO? Or like, what was that for? And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she's learning what's going on. So so next year,
0: uh she's going to LVL?
1: I- no. <laughs> <laughs> She, I mean, she would probably go to Vegas for other reasons, um, but uh, I want to see if I could try to get her to to go to Ever for a bit more, bit more of a focused, focused thing rather than just kind of like roaming around in the background.
0: Yeah, that you was know? that was yeah. super awesome to see. And I guess before we we end up signing off, uh, uh Doctor D Dylan Dyer uh, over at the Arachne uh, podcast, the Infinity uh, Game podcast, uh, also had a great weekend. Uh, granted, they were split up, I guess, uh, kind of all over the place in the convention center. But um, saw a lot of those Arachne shirts out and about, like a whole lot of them, which was super dope to see. I guess the Infinity Group there is pretty stellar, and uh, and Dylan is absolutely killing it.
1: I mean, I have expected Dylan to be hiding around the corner from where you guys were, just tackling people and throwing <laughs> shirts on them and just shoving them.
0: <laughs> just going to be like, see, people like us. Well, and I, I would put it best. It is, it is the second highest selling T-shirt that the network has ever had, the Arachne uh, and Infinity Podcast T-shirt. The number one selling T-shirt is still, in fact, uh, the Big Chucking Glizzy T-shirt which uh, from Elite 8 Showdown, which has a big picture of Chuck with about 40 hot dogs in his mouth. So, listen, still a stellar shirt. Uh, I don't think sure. it's going to be dethroned anytime soon, but if anyone's going to do it, it is definitely going to be uh, Arachne and Infinity Podcast.
1: We're gonna to have to get one of those shirts to give away for the prize for the prize pool for Iron World. Uh, now, and and like for Marley, just try to show up.
0: Not All only right. that, but I think uh, having maybe not to, to get too ahead of ourselves, but to be able to potentially have you know maybe a copy of Rush Hour Two, factory sealed on VHS, on the prize wall. I mean, how how would that not be picked first? I, I have no idea. It's factory seal.
1: Right. Exactly. So for all those folks still with VHSs, mm-hmm. you're you're in you're in good hands.
0: Oh, I see. so here's the thing, right? I think it's even better if people don't have VHS players because you don't want to crack that seal. Yeah. Well, then they're gonna want to watch it, right? Because it's rush hour two. Yeah. That's gonna ruin the collector value of that factory sealed VHS. I think the,
1: I think it was the greatest of the two rush hours.
0: I you know, I would completely agree with that. I have no idea. That was just a <laughs> <was so> <laughs> <to> rush hour. <laughs> but <laughs> WickedDicey.com is where you can find um all of the events that the Wicked Dicey group runs. I believe there's four throughout the year I see on there now. I think they're adding a fourth. There's the uh,
1: generally four, yeah. There's there's kind of something in the spring which is more Uh, 40K and AOS focused. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's generally kind of like one a
0: season. So they have the spring retreat, the fall retreat, Iron Weld and Everwinter. Uh, The guys that run it, uh, Corey and Miles, are absolute delights that care very heavily about um, attendee happiness. Uh, They try to make things convenient. They try to make things as affordable as possible. And they put on an incredibly good show. And I would highly recommend going to any of their events, regardless of what game system you would be going for. But Brian, thank you so much. Uh, you ran an incredibly good event there. Um, I'm so happy to see Everwinter uh, increasing its numbers so heavily from last year. Uh, I expect to continue to see that. And I think both of us uh, would really like to see more of you out there in the audience uh, at the next Wicked Dicey event. Always in or in near or around the Boston area. So easy to fly to and actually usually pretty reasonable to fly to price wise. Um, I'm yeah. in, I'm in New York and there are several times I've considered, it's like, do I drive the four hours to Boston to save a couple hundred dollars to like fly to Vegas or to fly to any of these other places close to Canada, easy to travel to close to New York, a lot of places on the East coast and um, a great spot to fly to.
1: It's a good, it's a good area just to like walk around in. If you're if you're a history buff, like
0: I mean seriously, yeah, for
1: real. What, what, what more do you need? Or if you're a sports fan, all sorts of stuff.
0: It's a target-rich environment for a lot of pastimes,
1: right? And so all good things.
0: But thank you so much, Brian. um We will be seeing you again here, I'm sure, at Adepticon here in just a, a handful of months. It's coming up yes, a lot sir. faster than I was expecting, but. Guys, as always, ProfessionalCasual.com, where you can find blogs, videos, podcasts of anything that you could be interested in. WFRP, 4th Edition Actual Plays, Pathfinder, 2nd Edition Actual Plays, um, Arachne, MCP, Shatterpoint. It's all there. We got so much stuff. It's a great time to be a Professional Casual. um, And the next big event that we will see you at, potentially in person, is going to be the Las Vegas Open in 2024, the weekend of January 18th. I uh, will be streaming all of the bigger events there um, as the LCQ on Friday and then the big singles tournament on Saturday and the top cuts on Sunday. Uh, so make sure to tune in there. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe, all that great stuff. Whether you're here on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're listening to the podcast version, please take a quick moment and leave a five-star review. A massive apology Huge apology to Will Schick. Uh, We ran out of time this week. We weren't able to uh, cut to your segment. But next week, I promise you'll be there. Uh, But until then, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny?
2: I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also. Streaming on twitch.tv slash Professional Casual Network at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, you can check out, oh yeah, The Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Forp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv slash Professional Casual Network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog. You can also check
0: out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at YouTube.com slash The Professional Casual.